God, stop it. Stop. This is so <laughs> gross. I hate this. I hate this so much. Oh, why wow. is why is Nick's uvula like come to a point? Why is it like an arrow pointing down? It's like telling all the food to go flying down his throat. <laughs> this is so gross, guys. Uh, mine looks like a pair of testicles. So <laughs> mine looks yeah, mine looks like a stalactite. Oh, stop. Oh, it's it curved. It curves to the side. It looks like it's like your uvula is a mini tongue inside your mouth. All right, and welcome to episode six of Drunken Jurors, presented by You Hate to See It. Uh, this on episode is, six, is this five? This is five. Five? You sure? <laughs> Yeah, because episode four is what's out right now. Can we skip five? I feel like I've gone too deep. I say we can skip everything. I well, let's just not even do episode numbers. <laughs> Welcome to the new episode. No. Oh, fine. Next week we'll start on episode twelve, and then we'll just skip around from there. <laughs> Welcome to episode 420 of Drunken Jurors. No one, no one got the, no one liked the 420 joke. I thought that was fucking hilarious, but yeah, no, uh, presented by You Hate to See It. Uh, apparently everyone's lame as shit. Doesn't like my jokes. Uh, I'm Jeff. I'm Adam. I don't, I don't know what humor is. And I'm Nick, that's, yeah, that's, I, that's, I, I, I barely know same, my own name. So. Buddy, you don't even ha- you didn't even have to say your name. When you said you don't know humor, everyone immediately knew it was you. Even though you are like the cheapest laugh to buy in a fucking room. So. I buy my own laugh sometimes. Yeah, you did it for like five minutes earlier today. I think that's how you get inflation. You fucking weirdo. Buying your own laughs. Getting high off your own supply. I'm like a drug dealer. <laughs> you're obviously horrible if you're getting high off your own supply. <laughs> No one, look, no one said I was making money. I just said I was doing it. I hate you with a passion. <laughs> I hated that <laughs> laugh also. Yeah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there he is. There he is getting high off his own supply. Shut <laughs> up. Nick, our little quackhead. Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> All right, what are you guys drinking? Um, I'm drinking Smirnoff Ice Raspberry and Smirnoff Ice Strawberry because that's what I got left over. I am drinking. I am drinking a very nice ten-year-old Bullet Bourbon. Very nice, courtesy of my boss. Thank you. I am drinking a very expensive Scotch out of this cool glass that Nick got me. And then I'm also just drinking Budweiser. No, it's not in the decanter. The bottle is already open. I didn't want to pour it in the decanter. Also, filling decanters is actually kind of a rough time. Jeff's going to be our expert on decanter filling. Truth. I'll just be the expert on decanters. I'll never buy myself a decanter, but I will be our expert. <laughs> Nikki, uh, what you playing over there? <laughs> Taking care of things. I had to pay the bill. He's taking well, care of business. You decided to pay a bill when we started recording a fucking podcast. <laughs> what do you want from me? Nick over here multitasking when he had an hour and a half to fucking get everything ready. I, I feel like I'm catching shade right now for no reason. <laughs> I'm investing in my stocks. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is the perfect, like, are you not supposed to do that? When you're drinking on your extremely alcoholic podcast. I don't see problems here. God, so fucking mean. Well, on the upside, uh, we are recording this on the day before Christmas Eve, but we are recording our fun New Year's fucking uh, episode. (laughs) This one's one's fun because it happens literally on New Year's Eve into New Year's Day. So it's a fun one. And it's a mm, kind of a conspiracy-ish type one. So... Is it about birds? Did the birds did birds kill them, didn't they? <laughs> no. It's about no? boats, oh. though. A lot of boats <gasps> in here. The tides! Boats. It's always the boats. Always the boats. Boat Boats aren't real. What? Yeah, boats aren't... You, silly Jeff, you thought boats were real. 
Why? <laughs> yes, I am the nerd. <laughs> fucking, fucking idiot. God, can't believe you believe in boats. Me either. Who would have known? All right, well, you guys ready to get into this? Si, senor. <laughs> also, there's going to be a lot of things in here that I probably don't know how to pronounce, but we're going to get through it. Because we are also overseas again. Ah! Perfect. Eh, I mean, as long as it's not Lichtenstein, or wherever the fuck that was. Lichtenstein? Uh, no, no, no. We have a someone that listens to us in a place that's spelled L-E-I-C-H something. Lichtenstein. I don't remember seeing an E-I-N at the end of it, so I'm going to look it up now just for you. All right, well, you do that. I'm going to start this. <laughs> On the morning of January 1st, 1998, two young New Year's Eve partygoers disappeared. Ben Smart, 21, and Olivia Hope, 17, had attended an all-night party to see to see in the new year at the uh Forno Lodge. It's it's that like Cajun type spelling. It's F-U-R-N-E-A-U-X. That's usually pronounced O. That's yeah, pronounced for like no. O. So it's for, for no. no. So yeah, it would be for no. All right, well, yeah. So yeah, they attend an all-night party to see in the new year at Forno Lodge in Endeavor Inlet in the Marlboro Sounds at the northern point of the South Island of New Zealand. Ooh. Adam, did you find the name? Yeah, Nick was right. Hence <laughs> <laughs> why he wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> That's correct. Hi. <laughs> Yay to see it. <laughs> I think before we go any farther, I need to grab me one of these. Sorry, Jeff's getting a shot bottle of Fireball out of a giant candy cane. If uh, you listeners are listening actually on New Year's Eve, uh, I think we're going to do a shot with you to ring in the new year. Well, why, why is no one else doing a drink? No one's doing a drinky drink. I mean, I, I'm doing a drinky drink. I don't. Oh, have that's fine. Shot. I just I I have individual shot bottles. I have no other reason to use them. So, <laughs> cheers, boys. Berta. Scott Watson was 26 at the time. He was a man who grew up with his parents and sister. He loved sailing much to the reason of his parents who raised him around sailing, and then in his teenage years ended up living on a boat with them. This drew Scott to his dream, which was to build his own boat, which he accomplished at an early age. In an interview of Scott, he actually talked about how most people who build their own boats spend 20 to 30 years later in life, but then stated that he never understood why they would wait such a long time to finish it when he wanted to use his now. Ben Smart and Olivia Hope partied all day on a boat in the Endeavor Inlet, but once it became evening, the party moved to a bar on the shore called for no lodge the bar was packed that night and the bartenders who end who end up becoming eyewitnesses in this case remember a creepy man that appeared to be in his 30s sitting at the bar they said he had medium length unkept brown hair and scruffy facial hair he had been drinking bourbon and cokes and was paying with wads of cash he was also described to be friendly but seemed upset so my question is jeff why are you in this case right now I don't have scruffy, unkept hair, but thank you. You're welcome. Close enough. I also don't, I do have scruffy facial hair. I've yeah. scruffy facial hair. And you sit there drinking bourbon. This is scotch. I don't drink bourbon. Nick drinks bourbon. Hi. Hello. I drink rye whiskey. And scotch, apparently, no. If it's extremely expensive. Also, uh, this is all based off of a documentary I watched about this case um it was it seemed pretty like unbiased obviously leaning more towards they got the wrong guy but we'll deal with that later and we'll definitely get into a discussion about it because it's kind of crazy there was another witness who saw this man and stated that at one point the man dropped something on purpose just to pick it up and while doing so to look up ladies skirts so this guy was the life of the party is what i'm hearing but it was a RA at a college that did that. Really? Sophomore year, yeah. I knew the guy personally. 
He's getting upskirt shots. Yvonne Yvonne Walsh was working on the dock of the Forno Lodge to check people for glass and alcohol. So basically what Nick and I did in that series club on tailgates. Well, not to check them for alcohol because you can have alcohol, just not in bottles or glass bottles. Uh, She stated that she remembers Scott coming down that evening and hitting on the girls as they arrived and someone telling him to back off. She remembers that he was carrying a bottle with him, which she told him that he had to take back to his boat or discard of it. By the way, fun fact, he just chugged the bottle in front of her and then threw the bottle away. (laughs) So did you guys see that video of the dude who stuck a straw in like a little fucking pocket bottle of rum and just downed it in one shot? Oh yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, you there's this like weird I never thing. knew that was a thing. Yeah, man, can, I want I kinda wanna try that. You can take like a straw, pop it in, and then pop the other end out so it has yeah. like airflow. It's really weird, but yeah, you can like Yeah, and it like it. makes it so much smoother. But the thing is like your next breath is just gonna be like pure ethanol. Just remember Red Bull gives you wings, moonshine gives you red neck four wheel <laughs> drive. God, I like again, part of me wants to try that, but the other part of me is like, wow. That's going to be a horrible time. <laughs> Try what you're talking about or what I'm talking about. Because if you, I'm to... talking about. Okay. I was like, no one should do what I'm talking about. That man chugged the entire mason jar of pure moonshine and then just almost passed out like 10 seconds later. That's wild. God. Also, I know this seems like a lot of weird random facts that I'm throwing at you, but it's going to start all getting pieced together here in a second. We'll see. Yeah, maybe not. I think maybe... it was the bottle. And what uh, was it? In the docu- so the documentary was one of those ones that have like the live action reenactment yeah. parts. Uh, in that, it was like a literal bottle, but it was like a quarter full by the time he got to the dock. Oh. Um, so. What was it? That, that I have no idea. They, it, it was a documentary, so they clearly had that. Where is this? Out. New Zealand. New Zealand? The fuck did you, what the fuck do Kiwis drink? What's the Kiwi drink of choice? Don't laugh. That's what they're actually called. <laughs> oh, let's look at let's let's effort this. What is the most popular? I feel like it's like rum. It's probably in rum. New Zealand. Why is it when I type in New Zealand wasn't the next thing? New America was what came up. Beer. It accounts for sixty three percent of their alcohol sales. Okay, so I it's love the New second Zealand. one. New Zealand fucking pumping it. New Zealand is ranked 21st in beer consumption per capita in the world. Nice. <laughs> That's a very <laughs> small country. <laughs> to be 21st, nonetheless, out of the, what, 200 and something countries? Yeah. I think it's like 205. Um, I don't know what the other one is. It doesn't say. I think wine. I f- it might be wine. I feel, like, I, feel like, I feel like their spirit of choice has got to be like rum yeah i'll look up spirit to see or maybe maybe vodka i feel like vodka wouldn't feel it wouldn't be surprising it could be some type of like weird indigenous grain alcohol (laughs) beer mead oh these aren't oh it's vodka apparently vodka yeah that adds up i mean they could probably make it out of kiwis (laughs) i don't think so i don't think that's how it works no no (laughs) Feel like this feel like it's something they can do. I don't think hey, so. what are botanicals? You know like vodkas that are like infused with botanical what the fuck's a botanical? It's isn't flowers. that like a flower? Yeah, it's, oh, right. it's a garden. Yeah. It's like supposed to be very like flowery and isn't herb. it like roses and shit? Yeah. It's so weird. Why do I call it like rose? Rose infused vodka. No, why does it gotta be botanicals? That's, it, it, that's called rose vodka. While inside of the bar, Scott was talking to a group of women, one of them being named Mary. He was noted making backhanded comments to women about their breasts and bodies. During his interview, this Wait, is while he was on the front hand. During his interview, this is like while he's in prison. Uh, he mentions that he did do this, but he definitely was not the only drunk male doing this that night in the bar. At one point, he knocked over Mary's drink and cigarettes. And once she bent over to pick them up, he proceeded to bend down with her and then grabbed and groped her breasts. Her friends then grabbed her and they all left Scott and left out to go outside of the bar. So when I, when you say that, here's what I, env- I envision. 
Like she bent down and then he went to the ground like a Navy SEAL, like Sam Fisher and was like, I'm this bad dude. No, no, he bent over her, reached under her, and uh so oh. like did the boobies. Hey, <laughs> at, least, at least that's what they did. Like like a, like a spooning position. <laughs> it was a reach around. Got it. Okay. Some people pay for that. That's called a standing spoon, Nick. <laughs> is it? <laughs> it is now. No, it's standing spoon. <laughs> okay. As the night approached midnight, there were approximately 1,600 people present at Furneaux Lodge. A few hours after midnight, Ben and Olivia left with a group of their friends to head back to their boat to sleep. Once they got to the boat, they realized their boat was overloaded with freeloaders. So, um, I think we'll get into this a little bit later, but I'm going to show you guys this part now. Just uh, this. So this, since it's New Zealand, everyone who was here came on a boat. This is like a huge thing they do because it's summer for them right now. So like, they're very outdoorsy right now and stuff. Um, they take their boats and like anchor them in this bay and then they like take dinghies and ferries and water taxis and stuff like to the shore gareth vincent said that the group left them on the boat to grab their gear as they went back to drop off more people but that boat never came back also i like how none of you guys commented on the fact that they came on a boat and they when they come back they can't sleep on their own boat because there's freeloaders on it I thought that was going to be a point that we were definitely going to hit on. No, because that's something we would do. <laughs> yeah, but like if in America, if like you came back to your boat and there's freeloaders on it, all those freeloaders would be dead floating around your goddamn boat in the morning. I mean, I that's would just because I would just walk up to them, grab them by the scruff and by the crotch and throw them because so... I don't want to bring a gun onto a boat because I feel like I would sink the boat. So that's our boat. These yeah, aren't like ki- yeah. These aren't like kayaks and canoes. <laughs> um, you know, if the Titanic can sink from a block of ice, I can shoot a that hole. Block of ice was fucking <laughs> humongous. Was bigger than the Titanic. <laughs> also, uh, this is definitely going to be something that. When was this? Uh, 97 and 98. Okay, then my rant was about to be completely irrelevant. Nick was just born. (laughs) I know. Wow, useless. 97, worst year ever. Around the time (laughs) that they had gotten back to their boat is the time that Scott was at the lodge and people were stating that he was extremely drunk and obnoxious, telling people he owned a yacht that was anchored in the bay. This will come back because this is a huge. This is the conspiracy part. Is the yacht? But now, we, if you owned the yacht, the yacht is the conspiracy. One of the conspiracies we'll get to near the end. I told you boats aren't real. I was right. True. Oliver Perkins said that Scott was making fun of his necklace and calling him a girl. He then started asking him if he had a sister and if she was around in the bar. I mean that he's just. This is to, all this. No, no, he's just is... trying to be friendly. He's making sure. Hey, you got that necklace? Like, you know, the joke I was gonna make is gonna be important. Yeah, so we're gonna then... move on to the fact that he's just trying to make conversation and see. Him. Oh, yeah. Because then he then like makes fun of his sister, and then the guy tells him that she died two years earlier of cancer, and that <laughs> that was actually true. That's hot. <laughs> I feel like we've <laughs> I feel like we've all done this at some point. We've all been this guy. Well, yeah, at some point we've all made jokes to find out that we have made the, the Not worst okay. possible yeah. joke. <laughs> we went down the one path that didn't work. Yeah. I do that daily. I mean, one of those situations, hey, you got a sister? Yeah. Is she really fucking hot? She's dead. Well, then <laughs> that should have been also up there in the yes, I, I have a sister part of the answer. Scott then left the bar and returned to his boat to continue the party with people that were on on hit the boat and the boats around him. But all those people were trying to sleep. At this point, Scott's boat was tied off to two other boats. 
and his was the boat in the middle. This is key because this comes back to the whole entire investigation. A witness from one of the boats tied to Scott stated that after Scott had talked to him, asking him to continue the party, he then returned to his own boat. In court, this witness said he heard only one set of footsteps during this time, which would lead you to believe that obviously he didn't have Ben and Olivia because they would have heard multiple footsteps. During this time, one of the bartenders, Guy Wallace, was asked by a couple if he could drive them to their boat, and he said yes. As they walked to the water taxi, the mystery man from earlier in the bar asked him if he had a lighter. Guy then walked with the couple past him into the dock, told him no. Ben and Olivia were having a hard time finding a place to sleep, and Olivia was becoming upset as she had paid for her spot on the boat, and most of the others hadn't. But Ben also had not paid for his spot, so they decided to try to find somewhere else to leave, else to sleep. So at this time, Guy Wallace is taking a couple to a water taxi that also is on this boat that Ben and Olivia are on. But at this time, Ben and Olivia are on that boat trying to get off. This is where everything kind of starts to converge. Already at the water taxi was a couple, one of which was Olivia's sister, Amelia. There was also another couple that ended up on the water taxi as it left. But therefore, but before they left, the mystery man arrived and asked if they had room for one more and then got onto the water taxi. Once at the tar- Tamarack, which is the boat that Ben and Olivia were like came on, were staying on. Amelia- tamarack? Did he turmeric joke? <laughs> I, I got that, but it's not a spice. <laughs> turmeric is. Tamarack isn't. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, Amelia and one of the males got off the boat and got aboard. After they boarded, Ben and Olivia take, took their spot on the water taxi to try to find another place to stay. As they started away from the Tamarack, Ben and Olivia started to ask Guy Wallace if there was anywhere they could stay, and the mystery man spoke up saying Olivia could stay on his boat, that but but Ben couldn't, you know, as in like the hey, you can stay with me, but he can't. Ha ha. Funny, funny yoke. Guy then ended up dropping off Ben and Olivia at the mystery man's boat after the, mis- after the mystery man had actually said it was fine for them to stay on his boat. This is where police state that man was Scott Watson, but Guy has already said in court that, in fact, the man he dropped off was not Scott. Um, there's so many names, I'm kind of confused. Scott Watson, Scott Watson, super drunk dude that was at the bar hitting on a bunch of women being obnoxious. Ben and Olivia are the two people who disappear. Okay. Okay. Guy Wallace is the bartender, one of the bartenders. He's also the guy who's driving this water taxi because he was asked. Okay. Mystery man was the guy at the bar looking up people's skirts. Okay. Okay. And that's really it. Well, Olivia's sister, but she's plays a different role dead. no not dead no she's alive who's, who's got Amelia's the dead sister? sister amelia has the dead sister olivia and ben are the ones that disappear gotcha thank you okay guy stated that the boat he dropped them off at was white at the top with a colored stripe he couldn't remember and then white again none of the witnesses on the water taxi could remember the color of the stripe which makes sense because this is three in the fucking morning the mystery man was also described also described in court as having wavy shoulder-length hair. Amelia, in court, was handed a montage of photos of men and was told to point at any of them with similar hair features. She pointed at a man with a slight receding hairline point, and that man was not Scott Watson. Oh. This is where everything just starts to fucking go all sorts of different routes. A special detective named Pope joined and took over the case on the 5th of January and immediately had Scott as his main suspect, but was not sure why. Um, Wait, what? (laughs) Hold up. That's not how that works. Buddy, we are about to enter page three of the five pages of notes I took, and that's not even talking about the conspiracies at the end that we're probably going to dive into. How does one get a lead suspect? (laughs) but not know how that's your lead suspect. Well, we're going to get into why this is stupid. Um, 
Pope said it was because of Scott's form and his agenda, while Scott says it's because he had a criminal record. What the fuck does that mean, form and agenda? I think form means like like body type. Yeah, the body type, the way he acted. Like the, his profile like, match. Yeah. Um, Watson at this time <laughs> had 48 criminal convictions at the time, mainly from when he was a teenager, <laughs> for burglary, theft, cannabis offenses, two counts of possessing an offensive weapon, and one of assault when he was 16. What are you doing, Nick? You looking up what if someone's form means? No, I'm looking up what the hell agenda. <laughs> I'm looking up agenda. Agenda? Like what he wanted that night? Like, yeah. I feel like you should definitely have that. It's like motive. I Okay. Because well, he was being creepy. His motive. Taking up shots? No. No. Scott... Mystery, we're that man is mystery man. Guy taking up shirt, up skirt looks is mystery man. Okay. Scott Watson is the guy who gets convicted. Okay, oh, okay, I guess just remember guess Ben, Olivia are victims, Scott is the perpetrator. Okay, okay, that's really the only ones you have to remember. When Scott was brought in for questioning, they had asked him what he did after the festivities and he replied that with he went back to his boat alone they asked how and he said and uh, said the same jetty ben and olivia had used it to, but he left at 2 a.m and not 3 15 like they had after saying this they started asking and demanding him to tell him where the cup where the couple was and what he did to him on the third they put out that they were looking for a two-masted catch that was white with a blue stripe. By the 6th, they had many calls about this catch, and on the 8th, Pope had Scott's single-masted sloop pulled out of the water. So these, so a catch, like, I don't know exactly what they mean, but basically two masted, so two poles for okay. sails. Yeah. Is what they had dropped Ben and Olivia off on. Scott's boat has one sail. And it's How did he get convicted? Buddy, we're we're going down this route, man. We're on the very beginning of page three. We got stuff to go through. God damn it. Oh. This is, uh... <laughs> chocolate. Hmm? I have like a piece of chocolate now. Understand, of course. <gasps> Speaking of chocolate, I should have some chocolate. We have a lot of chocolate. I do. Once they had the boat, they also decided to talk to Scott's sister, Sandy. They then proceeded to grill her for nine hours straight. She asked for a lawyer, and when they left, they locked her in the room by herself. Technically, the door is always, like, locked when you have someone in an interrogation room if you leave. And, like, you leave them by themselves. Or there's at least someone, like, posted outside. So, but the fact that she asked for a lawyer and they just left her, but they also were like, hey, can we ask you questions? And then reamed her for nine hours. <laughs> kind of really fuck shit up i mean that's shitty but isn't that completely legal i don't in new zealand i mean yes but like yeah, in new zealand, zealand uh if you have someone well she wasn't in custody but technically she could have got up and left at any point so new zealand has the same common law as the u.s because they're both countries are anglican and uh legal history and legal origins like we all we all follow Anglican law, um, but I don't know of New Zealand. Like they don't have a First Amendment, so technically you can be jailed for talking shit about the New Zealand government and the Prime Minister. I think people have been. Um, they don't have. They probably don't have anything. I don't know what the New Zealand Constitution is. So who the fuck knows who knows if they have the bill of rights um they probably don't have like a fifth amendment which is uh your right to attorney right to attorney um habeas corpus yeah well from the sounds of it they do have a right to an attorney <laughs> oh. the way she was talking about it in the documentary yeah no that that part was like super weird just why ask someone to come in like so you can question them 
and then just ream them for nine hours and to get nothing. I don't get it. I don't know. On the 14th, the police told the, the record, New Zealand does have a bill of rights. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you have a right not to be tortured. Uh, right to <laughs> Most be, people do. Right to not be subjected to medical and scientific experiments. Right to refuse medical treatment. Uh, you do have your good old freedom of thought, religion, expression, peaceful assembly, uh, search and arrest, unreasonable search and seizure, liberty of the person, rights of the persons arrested or detained, right of persons charged, minimum standards of criminal procedure, retroactive penalties, okay, right to justice, so... For the record, I, I'm not, I'm not going to read the New Zealand Bill of, Bill of Rights, but this looks very copy and paste Anglican. Yeah, Commonwealth. it looks a lot like ours. Yeah, it looks a lot like ours. Looks a lot like Britain. Looks a lot like Australia. Um, I, if I remember my criminal history correctly, like the two predominating criminal codes are like. Anglican and French and French is just weird <laughs> like the French criminal common law is just odd on the 14th the police told the community they were now following now focusing the investigation primarily on the sloop when the Watsons got lawyers they were told by the lawyers that the police were not their friends and not to talk to the media Chris Watson who is the father of Scott said it became trial by media but the media was already being led that's most which will by media this when i get into it this one is so fucking not okay like i don't it's it's really bad from january until scott was arrested in june the police said they had no suspects and that scott was just a witness but this led the media to link Scott Watson to the couple, and that was what they want. Is that is what they ran with? So basically, from this time, they just because Scott Watson was like the only person that they gave a name to to the media, the media took his name and just like followed his life and just ran him into the ground and said like everything that he was doing, basically like what he was doing and stuff and like why like they just literally that's why you shouldn't that's yeah. why most departments don't give any type of information to anyone because cool channel two is gonna say innocent until proven guilty guess who's not gonna say that tmz tmz is gonna crucify you it's They've yeah done it's that just, so many times this is also why in America, you can do change of venue and stuff like that. It's because your like local media will like ruin your image, but you can then do a different venue because hopefully those people haven't heard shit from Fe- February through May. February, yeah, February <laughs> through May. The um the the Watsons family house was bugged because they can do that. <laughs> They, they knew it too. Warrant? Yeah, yeah. They got a warrant through the courts and stuff. Like it was legal for them to bug it, but it was still like not. <laughs> yeah. They received approximately 20 hours of recording, and seven hours of that was Scott. During the trial, they played approximately 20 minutes of conversation that Scott had with his ex-girlfriend, where she asked him about that night. And he said he got pissed, left to his boat, slept, and then left in the morning. Also on the recordings the police had were conversations the family had about Pope and the police about how much they hate him, wanted him to die, and how much it would have cost for a hitman to kill him. None of this, what? These people are really stupid. You know that your house is bugged. Like, Was this like a wealthy family? Like, were they educated or? Not really. No. no. They're not like wealthy. I don't know how educated they were, but like they weren't wealthy by any means. It seemed like, but also I don't. That's... I don't know how the share like their classes work in New Zealand. They might all be. 
I don't think there's a huge lower class in New Zealand. I feel like they can spread their look. Um, so none of this was in court, but the police took it seriously, and some believe it was why Pope went so hard on them. The police also did multiple searches of the house throughout this time. They would literally just show up at 7 a.m., tell them like they didn't want to disturb the kids, and then would just search the house, even though, you know, the, the, the kids are like... That's disturbing late. the kids? <laughs> yeah. That, that literally disturbs the kids? Um, at one point, there was a man that went around to the neighbors of the Watsons and told them that they had to stop supporting the Watsons because Scott had committed the crime. And this happened well before what? his arrest. <laughs> Yeah, this this whole case is like really botched because yeah, like they clearly the, the neighbors were actually like in this documentary, like they interviewed yeah, them in the documentary. Insane. Uh, like this is so botched that if this case was a circumcision, sort of a circumcision. I can't say that right now. Circumcision. If this. This case is so botched that if it was a circumcision, <laughs> um, it. <laughs> it, they would still have a foreskin. <laughs> we have our blooper, boys. <laughs> it, it wasn't supposed to be a great joke, but it was... It, it became was, a good one. It was getting there. <laughs> 15% of the New Zealand population is in poverty. The police seemed to go away from the catch altogether, even though they there were many witnesses and accounts of the catch in the area, and many of them were credible. Pope told the media that they did not ris- disregard any of the tips that they had received about the catch, which is bullshit, because uh, there's, I'll get into it, but there's like 13 people who are in court to talk about this catch and that they had seen it. So a catch is basically a yacht to us, but it's right. like it's not like as big and as like. How do you spell big. catch? Sorry, it's a k. It's k e t c h, I believe. They're more. They're not like these big elaborate luxury boats. They're more of like sailing boats that are like more. They just look way nicer, and they're like bigger, basically. So this is going to be one of the first credible witnesses. There was an older couple who had seen the boat, the catch, during the day and gave an almost perfect exact description of the catch, and it matched the description that Guy Wallace had given about where he had dropped off Ben and Olivia. The catch is a 40-foot long boat with a blue, white with a blue stripe with big brass circular portholes on the side, and then it, it has two masts with hemp rope there were nine other sightings of this catch near the lodge that night with all the same description there were also sightings of the boat the following days in different areas as it was leaving so clearly there's a lot of fucking people that saw it but basically everyone like was really like everyone was so focused on it because it was so like immaculate to them it was like so perfect, like super clean, looked brand new, like painted, big brass, expensive port like portholes on it, and hemp like the hemp rope was like tied in a very fancy way. So apparently it was just like everyone who saw it like literally circled around it with their own boat to like look at it. Hmm. I wish I had a boat. On the second of January, there was a charter boat with a group of twelve people on it who saw this catch on the deck there was a man and sitting on the back there was a male and a blonde woman during the trial the witnesses said that olivia had red hair except for mr walsh who was one of the people on this boat who believed she had blonde later after the trial a video surfaced of olivia and ben at the lodge that night and olivia's hair was blonde uh, Mr. Walsh then said, I almost guarantee that day that we saw Olivia and Ben on that catch. Because the description of the dude was literally a dude, like a guy with brown hair that was like unkept and like scruffy beard and facial hair and stuff. So, mystery man with Ben and Olivia, literally 12 witnesses. No one fucking did a damn thing about it. 
That makes sense. I this isn't surprising though. Got Jeff, you know you and I know enough about uh eyewitness statements to know how unreliable and how useless they are. Yeah, but and but you also like, know that you also know that people will still because of because we know that experienced like detectives and stuff are more likely to almost ignore it. Granted, if there's 50 people who saw something, it happened. Well, this is 12 people on one boat and then nine other sightings. Like, um, the reason the police gave up on the catch is by the time they decided to stick with the boat being a sloop, they had no time or resources to fully investigate everything about the catch. The witnesses said that when the police interviewed them, that they were already no longer interested in the catch. They basically told them, like, we don't, like, they would listen to them and they'd be like, we don't care. Like, we're not on that anymore. They even told some people that they didn't act, they told people that they did not see this catch and that it was not a real thing. In his first interview with police on January 3rd, before the relationship between Wallace and the police broke out, police asked him to draw the yacht. In the sketch in his story, Wallace writes the words 30 to 40 foot eight. 30 to 40 foot catch. They're confused because they don't think he saw the catch. They think that they he dropped them off with Scott Watson on the like because his boat was tied up to two other boats. So they think that guy saw two masts, but he they think that he saw them like in the darkness where like the one closest to him and they, he saw like the mast from a boat behind it and then immediately thought it was two boats or like one boat with two masts except that fucking Scott Watson's boat is nowhere near the length of 30 to 40 feet so as someone who knows nothing about boats do you know something so about hose I know nothing about hose I also know quite a bit about alcohol oh god my chest Oh god, I feel my my sternum feels like it's just caved in. Um, I need a chiro- I need to go to a chiropractor. Do you even remember what you're saying? Yeah, uh, as someone who knows <laughs> quite a bit about alcohol and nothing about boats, and also nothing about hose, I feel like I if I saw a boat behind another boat, I might possibly mistake it as one boat, especially at three in the morning after going on a bender. Well, guy wasn't drunk; he was the bartender. Oh well, then, and he thought it was one boat. As we don't know, that's the thing: is the police are telling him that that's what he saw. Oh, he saw. My God, I hate New Zealand police. <laughs> oh, buddy, we're gonna get into that in the conspiracy part after this. Oh my God, that indicates that on January third, he wasn't sure if it was a catch or not. He drew two masks. On the yacht, one taller than the other. Wallace recalled seeing two masts, but he wasn't sure or couldn't remember whether they were both on the same yacht or if it was the second mast belonged to the adjacent yacht in the raft. So crucially, on January 3rd, Wallace drew a yacht, but wasn't sure if it was a catch or a sloop. He describes his being blue and white with portholes and lots of ropes. Scott Watson's boat doesn't have ropes. Um, the police, while interviewing, while interviewing Guy Wallace, told him that if... It was so beautiful. Why did none of the other taxi drivers see it? While in actuality, two of the other fucking taxi drivers recall seeing it. So the police literally just lied to him. There was a rumor later that Guy and Scott were drinking buddies. But like stated, this was a rumor. And that was started by someone else for the media. Um, The police then went on to tell Guy Wallace that no one else had seen the mystery man. The police appeared to be trying to pin it on Guy Wallace for a significant portion of this. but in it, So basically their two suspects were Guy Wallace and Scott Watson. Guy Wallace was the last person to see them alive when he dropped them off. Um, in April, the police had shown Guy a montage of eight men and one of them was Scott Watson. All the other men looked like Scott. The photo of Scott was a poorly taken photo with bad lighting and Scott was blinking in the photo. Guy picked out Scott, but said the only thing that looked familiar were the eyes, but that is, but that it was not the mystery man that he had seen. Literally, they took a photo with Guy blinking, 
or not guy um scott blinking and in the photo he is literally like almost eyes fully shut and guy wallace picks it out because he's like oh these eyes look familiar but literally nothing else about this man looks at all like the guy that i saw and the police were like boom same eyes we're going (laughs) this is it we got i I hate everything about this uh the police said that the entire inside hard surfaces of scott's sloop had been wiped down when in actuality only 30 percent of uh, the inside surfaces of his boat were wiped down um a thing they bring up in the documentary uh i don't know about you but if i can commit a murder of two people inside of my tiny boat i'm probably wiping down every surface to get rid of evidence <laughs> not i'm burning the boat if i commit murder on not the uh, boat. i'm not gonna like wipe down my counters and my cabinets did did you you know you know well here's one of the good things about committing murder on a boat you can sink the boat. <laughs> you can't sink your house. I mean, you can can't sink the boat. But hold on. You can't. You don't know that. Yeah, if you live in you California, can't. sinkholes are very common. You you can't you can't sink the alley in which you just stabbed a guy for twenty bucks. Uh, but you know what you can do? Sink a boat. You can sink a boat. I mean, first of all, Nick. I've never tried to. Nick, I'm assuming said- it's not hard. You said someone would stab someone for 20 bucks, but do you really know what someone would do for a clown deck bar? Sink a boat. Am I right? <laughs> Did I get it right? Did I win? <laughs> um, there were also scratches on the hatch that led down to the inside of his boat that they said were from Olivia trying to get out. The scratches were actually from Sandy's kids from before Christmas. Um, this is actually caught on a conversation on the phone i believe where um his ex questions and why there were scratches on the hatches and he literally says uh that he was like super pissed off because sandy's kids had scratched the shit out of the hatch and his parents said it and his neighbors also said it because like he was super pissed when he got home that day because they had scratched up the inside of his boat i mean same So this is where the key piece of evidence comes in that uh, actually gets Scott arrested. Um, There was a blanket that came off Scott's boat that had two blonde hairs on it and were likely Olivia's. Did they not check? It's it's 97. They didn't have forensic testing. They could do that. I I highly doubt they did. Um, There was a person who checked over 400 hairs that were on the blanket with a large majority of them being dark colored in different lengths. The first time they checked these hairs... Nothing was found. She came back to it months later and found nothing again. And this was in her report. But not not long after this, she checked again and found two blonde hairs, one 15 centimeters long and another 25 centimeters long. Oh, how convenient. When the hair was examined, it was 28,000 times more likely to be Olivia's hair than anyone else's. But... That still wasn't the highest number that examiners have to match hair by. So if I if I remember my forensic history correctly, I'm pretty sure before they had DNA testing for hair, and also, side note, DNA testing on the hair requires there to be a root on the hair because there's small traces of blood there, which is where they get the DNA from. Uh, like if you cut your hair halfway through, there's no DNA on that. However, there are striations kind of like bullets. Like if you've ever watched like forensic files or like CSI and they match striations on a bullet, it's kind of the same thing on hair. And they can do that. Um, but like with, with length and thickness and shit like that. But <laughs> the fact that they found two hairs the third time they checked and only two hairs just two hair just just two hairs but you haven't got to how they possibly got there i'm about to get angry aren't i oh yeah apparently that day the examiner had looked at the sample bag of olivia's hairs from her bedroom on the same table that she used on that day to check the hairs from the blanket from scott's boat 
the bag of Olivia's hairs, which was also shown in court, had a two centimeter hole in the bottom right hand corner of it. This was also brought up in court, but ignored. This is the only thing that they had hard evidence, quote unquote, hard evidence of being able to get him to go to prison for. Is, is everyone in New Zealand just walking around like, what, drunk belligerent <laughs> on a boat playing with a kiwi? Like, is that it? Because eating kiwis, playing with kiwi birds, like with the, with the fucking little dodo looking ass birds. Like, was that all they're doing? Do they, so, do, do they not? Did, did fucking Socrates like skip New Zealand when he thought about <laughs> critical thought? So, is that like well, just an, is that just a no, ghost Nick, zone? Nick, let me get you more angry. Um, oh so God, not only this, I get more angry. So this is what he got put in prison for. So, but the the way they explained that this happened was the two trip theory of where <laughs> yes he did in fact get dropped off at two a.m. and they were picked up at three fifteen a.m. But they think he was dropped off at his boat and then grabbed a dinghy or a canoe from someone else, went back, got Ben and Olivia, and brought them back to his boat, and then... So it, wasn't, it wasn't even his dinghy? Hold it wasn't on. even his dinghy. Oh, I'm about to get so angry. I'm about to get and so then, angry. Oh, but also, but then he somehow got his boat, which was the middle tied boat in the boat of three, untied, tied the other two boats together, and left. So it's... So what they're saying is he's he's Santa Claus, yeah, and magical. he got and he and he got Rudolph to give him a ride to the other boats to get to to get to get a dinghy to get another dinghy, and then like he pulled an Indiana Jones, fucking well the gonna, the I'm other gonna two out, boats. I'm gonna swap out my boat with the sleigh. Well, I'm the angry. other two boats I'm had angry. dinghies, but the thing is. Oh about, yes, so, because you know I'm what? sure that's what they do. They put the dinghies the way they escape if the boat starts sinking in the middle. I'm sure they'd place them in the middle so that way he could get to the dinghies easily. But you know what he wouldn't be able to do? Get out because you know what? It's in the middle. So what? So, so what they're saying is so. So basically, he's literally Sam Fisher. He <laughs> stealthed his way off his boat onto another person's boat across that person's boat, untied, dropped their dinghy, and then he went off, came back with them, <laughs> got two people who were sp- probably belligerent drunk quietly across one person's other boat, back onto his boat, retied the dinghy, and then sailed away on his boat, which was in the middle of three. No, he has to, no he has to untie it. You forgot the fact that he also has to untie his boat. And ah, then move yes, his boat right. out, anchor it again, and then tie their boats together. Question, question. What's this dude's name again? Scott Watson. Scott Scott Watson. Is there by chance um he was uh in the military? No. No? So there's no chance he had fucking SAS training. Anzac SAS training? No. <laughs> nope. No. Okay, cool. Cool. Um is there any chance that he changed his name from Jason Bourne? No. <laughs> so there's no way he could have done this. You want what to know? His, his real name was Scott Calvin, which makes him the Santa Claus. What? Scott Calvin is Santa and the Santa yeah, Claus. It's, it's, Tim, it's Tim Scott. It's not Tim Scott. Tim Scott's Tim senator. Al- Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. <laughs> yeah. um, so another wonderful. I'm angry. I guess you can tell. Another not great thing is um, their bodies were never found. To this day, their bodies have never. Been have found. they checked the water? Yes. <laughs> did they? I mean, I don't know how much am- of it. Well, the thing I was is, there, like the <laughs> amount of stupid shit that they've done. The likelihood that they didn't check the water is high. Well, the thing is, is did- this is this is New Zealand, their island country. Like this inlet, like the bay I showed you. When you come out of the bay, it just goes to the open ocean. So is there is there is there a chance that they are under the map no clipping? <laughs> I was wondering if maybe is that, they, is that like, an option? I was wondering if maybe like, are they are they exploiting a bug? Maybe they're waiting for the zone to close in. I'm wondering like I don't think it's true, but like I'm wondering if like maybe they like took this chance to like run away and like just wipe off the face of the earth what did they have motive to do this 
No. <laughs> but what if they did? Oh, okay. uh, see, you know, it sounds like Jeff is using the same practices as New Zealand police. So, Honestly, yeah, right? But I see the, no fault in this. <laughs> yeah, but mine gets no one arrested. <laughs> mine just I, I, I also think... doesn't have an investigation. Mine is just, eh. Yours also doesn't rely on Scott being Sam Fisher. Well, the fun thing is, is, um, there's a theory that this catch just never existed and that because no one's ever seen it since. But like Nick said, you can sink boats. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I like how this entire theory revolves on Scott literally being a ninja. <laughs> Literally being in the he he has been trained by Batman in the League of Assassins in order to f- fucking I, I am so angry right now. No, hey, so do they have jury, do they have juries in New Zealand? Uh, I don't know. I think so. They have, not they have a trial they, by they, they had clips of the trial in this, and while watching it, I just wanted to fucking snap my own neck. It was awful. Um, I. Because I could tell when asking, when the prosecutor was asking questions, he wanted to kill himself. (laughs) (laughs) The prosecutor. (laughs) He's like, we're not getting away with this. And then at the end, he's like, we just put away an innocent man. I'm leaving. Goodbye. (laughs) But I like like to picture that while he was, while he was questioning the, the, the detective, the detective just goes, and yeah, so he did all this. And then he put the boat back in the middle of the two, and then just like a solid ten seconds of the pro- of the prosecutor just staring at him, just open mouth like, just looks at the judge. I got nothing. <laughs> I I got nothing. So I Scott has tried to obviously appeal this like so many times, and huh. every time it's gotten shot down or like he doesn't get his verdict. He's currently in for life. But he's been trying to appeal his parole, but people like they just keep denying it. There's quite a few people who think he was wrongly convicted, but he just this year actually he put up for another appeal, and I haven't seen anything about it since. And it's something that I would like to actually come back and look at. But I I tried looking it up, but the, it doesn't appear that they've gone actually back to appeal it yet. It sounds like he just put his appeal in. Um, yeah, so uh, there's a huge thing. That conspiracies, the mystery man. People think like he just did, like people think he existed and just left. A lot of people think like he wasn't like he's not even from New Zealand type of a thing. Uh, the, the catch people. There's if you go on YouTube and type in um, like the Scott Watson catch there are literally conspiracy videos about like if it was there or not and there's like so many rabbit holes you can go down with this it's fucking stupidly insane um i just realized something a huge reason so this you know so i just realized something so what if they were able to steal a boat and their boat like the the catch that they were supposedly on they sailed it. And here's the thing, though. New Zealand is, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you knew this, right next to the great drop-off because the earth is flat. What if What if they got lost in their drunken stupor and just sailed off? Come sail away. Come sail away. Fuck off. I'm trying to wrap this shit up. Um, <laughs> Wait, does anyone else appreciate how Nick tried singing a song that he was not on key or on right note for at all? How about you kindly fuck me? Uh, so, yeah, there's <laughs> that. There's the catch isn't real. Um, people think that, like, don't even know if, like, they're actually dead because no bodies have been found. Uh, there's a lot of super crazy shit. So the reason that I think Scott Watson is probably wrongly convicted, there have been multiple, and I mean 
multiple cases of very like extreme cases like murder in New Zealand since like I think the 90s to like 2005 or something that people were released because they were wrongly convicted because of police like coercion people just like the police just told witnesses what they saw like threatened them and shit like that apparently there is a huge problem there i don't know if it's still there but there was a huge problem in the early 2000s with new zealand police being corrupt (laughs) it's fucking wild and i think that's one of the huge things like why he's like i'm not gonna sit here and say like oh he didn't do it but like that's why i think he there's a chance that maybe they should really really go back and look at this and also there's a point in the documentary where they talk about it but pope ends up getting promoted after this to a pretty high position so there's a lot of weird things and like political bullshit playing in it and i think they just didn't have any actual suspects and scott was just an easy person to like yeah he was there. He was drunk and belligerent. A lot of people saw him. He has a boat. This works. Stupid. It is stupid. I don't know. I I hope that there's a way to go back and really look into it because I feel like there might be a wrongly convicted man here. I mean, I tried to look at it both ways because I felt like this documentary was like it wasn't completely unbiased. It did seem to be more in Scott's favor, but also the fact that just the things that were said and like brought up it's like uh, the amount of witnesses that they had in the documentary that they interviewed they're they're the first people that got to actually interview scott in prison since he was arrested and like put in prison so i was like oh no i also looked up stuff like from the actual investigation and anywhere i looked the only pieces of evidence they had were the fucking hairs and then I saw that and I read it in like a couple articles that yeah, like there was a cut in the bag while they were in like in court and like they had shown that there was like a cut in the bag and stuff. I was just like, this is fucking stupid. Why is this a thing? Like, cause in America, the thing is, is like, oh, like there was a cut in the bag that immediately like dismisses that evidence. And like, yeah, that's... That, like the your jury will, I would hope, probably with if no, this the was judge in, would just throw out the case the yeah, judge just throws out the case because like in america if this happened like yeah the judge would throw out the case or the jury just would not convict you because there that's the reasonable only, doubt it's the only physical evidence they have and there is doubt about it <laughs> like yeah you have no way of actually putting if, this if person you're, in jail. If, you're, if your attorney's any any even halfway decent he files for a motion to to dismiss the case because there's no hard evidence. There's nothing else there, and even hell, even the hairs themselves are circumstantial. Even even if there wasn't a hole in the bag, the hairs are circumstantial. Yeah. What if, what if the what like in, the argument could be made that the hairs got on his shirt and then he, he slept in the bed with that shirt on and then the hairs get there like that can be explained away. That's circumstantial. Yeah, it's all fucking wild. Um, also, the forensic tech would get fired like on the spot. oh immediately yeah because they lose their credibility and you can't have forensics without credibility because that literally destroys everything well everyone i hope you had a uh, wonderful time trying to wrap your head around this bullshittery uh if you I'm really want to angry. if you really want to look into it uh definitely look up doubt um it's on youtube that's where I watched it. Uh, it goes into this really well. If you're from New Zealand and want to contact us and explain this shit to us, that'd be cool too. Truth. Maybe we can... Explain your funky-ass legal system. <laughs> Maybe it'll all change our opinion. But <laughs> Yeah, uh, this was Drunken Jurors by You Hate to See It. If you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us anywhere at you hate to see it on twitter you can find us at y-o-u-h-a-2-c-i-t 
And uh, you can also find us on Podbean. So you go on to Podbean, then you type in You Hate to See It. And then once you're there, if you look up the top right-hand corner, there's a fun button where you can hit Become a Patron. And there are different tiers where you get different fun, cool shit from us. Uh, there's a $1 tier, there's a $3 tier. I think there's a $5 above that. And then it just keeps going up and up and up. And if you like to uh, use your money on people like us, then I mean, we greatly appreciate it and need here. Um, outside of that, you guys got anything you want to add? Um, if you missed our Taskmaster live stream this past weekend, um, starting January 3rd, it will be available at our $1 level on our Podbean. Hails you, brother. Uh, Nick, you got anything you want to put in? <clears throat> Always remember, during the Christmas season and this, in this into this new year, professionals have standards. Um, but I also need to remember, yeah, Santa definitely has standards. But just want you to know, we don't. Truth, Adam. Um, if you ever listen to this podcast and for an inkling of a second. That's it. That was it. <laughs> uh, never listen so to this podcast. You believe that you have uh, ex- exceeded us in terms of greatness. Um, you are highly mistaken because the simple matter is we are better than you and we will always be better than you. But we do love you um, as 